This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. All right, let's get to it. Uh, public affairs extraordinaire. My name is Adam Ritz. Jay Baker joining me. Hey, Jay, how are you? I am doing great, Adam. I, you know, I feel good, but my nose would say otherwise. So if I sound uh, stomp, stopped up, as they say, uh, well, I am stopped up. So uh, huh. just bear with me. I'm more than six feet away from you. Uh, I'm not contagious. It's just... Uh, a, a sinus issue. So, how is your sinuses handling the uh, change of seasons here? Uh, mine have kind of acted up as well, and uh, probably within the last few days, we've had some pretty high pollen counts here. So that doesn't surprise me that you're uh, dealing with that issue. Is that what it is, pollen? Yeah, I think the pollen counts will start to go down now as we head into October, but uh, it has been an issue off and on most of the summer. I, uh, you know, I'm a little more cognizant of my health, uh, this year, 2020, the year of the pandemic. And whenever my nose starts running or I'm coughing or sneezing, uh, I usually don't even bat an eye at it because I've had allergies my entire life and, uh, and blowing, you know, having a day where I blow my nose every seven seconds is not uncommon. Um, but now you really have to stop and think, okay, should I even go to the office? Cause if everybody hears me blowing my nose all day, they're going to think, well, why did he even come? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have some friends and colleagues that are sort of in the same boat, you know, they'll wake up and maybe feel a little bit bad that morning and then they'll kind of worry about it. So, oftentimes it's nothing, but yes, I think we are at least, much more cognizant and do a lot of self-appraisal of our health. Well, I apologize to you and the listeners if you hear me sniffle uh, or worse through the remainder of this broadcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I wanted to start with a story uh, uh, about finances. Uh, if you make $93,000 a year, you are richer than 90% of the people on planet Earth. So that's the, the benchmark to be uh, in the top ten percent of uh, of wealthy people. If you make ninety three thousand um, dollars, so you know it's just you never hear the number and you don't know. You know, there's so many poor uh, countries in third world countries that uh, would they would die to have your problems and live in this country to be able to be considered poor and still have a smartphone. Yes. Well, you raise a good point, and you are correct. We are the richest nation on the planet, and uh, we're, we're actually so blessed. But but you are correct. You would think the figure would be, you know, you need to make five hundred thousand or six hundred thousand, or you know, yeah. you you have an amount that I think is very scalable. And while that is more than most Americans make, that's not out outside the bounds of uh, availability if you were so inclined to try to make that amount of money. I make somewhere between 93000 and 33000 
somewhere in that uh <laughs> somewhere in that region <laughs> somewhere in that did you well do you ever see a movie called uh um oh my god with john candy it's called uh oh i'll look it up doggone it uh he tells his father-in-law he's getting married and he's at a dinner and his father-in-law says how much money do you make in a year and he says well i make anywhere between thirty thousand and eleven thousand dollars a year <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny oh, John, I'm, well i'm looking it my, up because i my excuse will always be i work in radio so i you know it, but yeah John Candy, he is great. Uh, all right, it's uh, I'm on the list now. It, you know, it was a sub. Uh, it was one of his comedy movies that not many people know, and I love the movie. And I can't even think of the name of the movie. Keep talking because I'm finding this. Well, I know I was going to say. You know, I, I think John Candy was great. We talked about the fact that uh, his background was he came from SCTV, and there were so many great, hilarious guys. That came from that group, including Eugene Levy, who uh, has uh, had a resurgence in his uh, career. And well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, the, those SCTV guys were in this movie. It's called Going Berserk. Going oh, okay. Berserk. And Eugene Levy's in it. Um, Joe Flaherty, who uh, has been a character <laughs> actor for years. He was the guy in uh, uh, The Heckler in, ha- in, Bill- in uh, Happy Gilmore that was heckling... Uh, Adam Sandler as he golfed. Yes. So, anyway, that that movie has nothing to do with anything. Uh, it's just a, a funny John Candy movie that I couldn't remember the title to. It's called Going Berserk, and it probably came out. I'm going to guess in 1981 or 82. Uh, so there you go. Um, if you want to figure in how, how much money you have and where you fit on on the uh, scale on planet Earth of what percentage you're in, uh, if if you're in America listening to this radio show. You're probably better off than than most of the planet. So uh, thank your uh, lucky stars uh, for all the blessings we have as we sail into that time of year with uh, November right around the corner and Thanksgiving and family and blessings. Uh, we certainly count ours here on the Adam Rich Show, underwritten by Vibonomics. Thank you to all of our friends at the Vibonomics Studios for their help in getting this show off the ground. Vibonomics is an advertising audio software platform uh, presenting an in-store music audio presentation along with voiceover messages, uh, voiceover marketing, promotional messages, and voiceover advertising between the songs in retail locations across the country. You can learn more about them at Vibonomics.com. We have a link to their website on our website, adamritzshow.com all right jay uh save me from bringing up any more john candy movies that i (laughs) cannot remember the title to well you know we have taken uh, a look at COVID, and we try and uh put as positive a spin on it as we can looking at the sports world adam as you know uh we're grateful to have sports back and now with testing protocols Uh, We're able to test athletes every day, and we're also able to do great follow-ups. Unfortunately, we have had some COVID cases in sports. I think it's going to affect college sports this weekend. Number 10, Florida and LSU, that is going to be postponed. 
to the SEC bye week because, unfortunately, number 10 Florida had a number of COVID cases uh, that showed up positive midweek. That's got to be serious. I mean, you don't postpone a Florida LSU game in the SEC unless unless you need to. No, absolutely not. And then uh, Alabama, which is a parent, which which of course is one of the most prominent programs in the United States. Coach uh, Saban uh, tested positive for coronavirus this week. He said he is asymptomatic, but he is at home sheltering in place, and he's watching over his uh, team's practices using Zoom. So Zoom has come in handy on more than one occasion and now is coming in handy in college football. How intense would your last Zoom meeting have been if Nick Saban was on the Zoom? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he has a limited sense of humor as a coach. So you're right, it'd be pretty demanding. You better have your camera on and you better not be texting. Well, I thought it was funny. They were asking Coach Saban, how are you relaying the information that you're seeing on Zoom? And they literally have a athletic assistant who is walking around with a cell phone, which has a direct line back to Nick. <laughs> and apparently when Nick sees something he doesn't like, he calls the assistant. And I was thinking to myself, today can you imagine being that assistant the phone rings about every other minute yeah. <laughs> you know oh. it's an unhappy guy on the other end no way yeah you do not want to be the <laughs> it director of that uh, of that uh, organization and have the have the audio visual link cut <laughs> no you would not uh moving forward looking around the world in the public affairs arena nasa said that they're working with some new private partnerships. And of course, NASA has, I think, uh, become a little more prominent lately. Uh, They were featured in the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11, you know, the very first uh, United States astronauts to step onto the moon. The 50th anniversary was not too long ago. And if you have the Disney Plus uh, streaming service, National Geographic Channel, just recently redid a new version of The Right Stuff. Oh, I and I don't know, know if I didn't know if you ever saw the original movie, but The Right Stuff is a look at the original seven Mercury astronauts. Most of them have a pretty colorful background. They were uh, fighter pilots and test pilots, and they were the original wild and crazy guys, you know, fly anything, fly anywhere. And the seven of them became the original astronauts. Yeah, that's a great movie. But I thought this was cool. Uh, You've probably undoubtedly heard of Richard Branson. He is working on a new technology called Virgin Orbit. And what that does is it puts satellites into orbit and the satellite actually takes off from a Virgin Airlines 747. I'll be done. So I, it's, I think it's outstanding technology. Uh, it's a little pod that's underneath the aircraft, and it leaves and it goes into orbit. And I, when you hear about these things, I mean, I grew up when, you know, space travel was still considered kind of, you know, very avant-garde. The space shuttle seemed like, you know, science fiction plus and now we're, you know, we're putting uh, satellites into orbit using 
relatively common airplane. Yeah, just a commercial airplane. There's a company called Blue Origin. They're working on some components to help NASA get back to the moon. So NASA is talking about going to the moon. And I know famously we've talked in the past Uh, We don't have the technology just to zip over to Mars, but, you know, there's been some talk about that we could perhaps create a Martian colony. Adam, if you had a chance, would you become (laughs) part of a moon visit? Would you visit a moon base? Would you go to Mars? No, no. I, that's a fa- that was a fast no. Uh, I'm just the older I get, the less adventurous I am. Uh, my living room and my couch uh, with the internet, that's pretty much uh, that'll keep me happy. Um, I'll watch the documentary when when you or somebody sure. else goes. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the oxygen right here uh, on Earth. So you are saying that you're concerned about the Wi-Fi speeds in outer space, and it has to just be a no. You know, it it is. It's not oxygen levels or uh, if there's water (laughs) or a life-sustaining atmosphere. It's how's the Wi-Fi signal on that planet. Absolutely. If there's no Wi-Fi, forget it. Well, there's plenty of great sci-fi films for you to watch to somehow put yourself in an astronaut's shoes. But it is interesting now that NASA is partnering, partnering, that's not easy to say, with some of these new private partnerships. So you're actually going to see NASA more in the news in the next uh, few years. So I thought that was cool. It's Richard Branson, right? He was like, uh, you know, Elon Musk who? He's got a few billion dollars. He wants to get in on the action. So we might, yeah, we might see some billionaires just fight over each other to try to get their name on something. Isn't it funny how really flamboyant you can be if you have a billion dollars? You you are pretty much allowed, uh, as long as you consider, you know, keep doing good things. You don't want to be in the evil genius category. You know, Dr. Evil, he was not world renowned, but these other uh, guys are, it's pretty impressive. And you are right. With technology, we can do more and more. Well, let's get back down to earth a little bit. Talk about one of your favorite holidays. Halloween is rapidly approaching. I have a jack-o'-lantern t-shirt on right now. I know how much you love Halloween, how much you look forward to it. Uh, All the great movies, the atmosphere. And then, of course, uh, let's face it, uh, nobody enjoys trick or the actual treats more than you. Oh, I enjoy, uh, yes, the um, the chocolate uh, Reese pumpkins <laughs> and bats. Although, you know, I, I did a, uh, saw uh, something this week that, that I do not agree with. I, I remembered this. It, it was a national study by, uh, I believe, candystore.com. Po- could have been thecandystore.com. Mm-hmm. But they uh, went off the last 12 years of data of candy sales in the month of October to see what the most popular Halloween candy uh, is. And they did the top 20. And I was shocked. Um, Reese's was number two. That's one I agreed with. Um, Snickers was in there as well. Um, I think number five was Starburst. And I don't know any kid that is excited to see a starburst in their pillowcase when they go no. trick-or-treating. Uh, the biggest head-scratcher was the number one trick-or-treating Halloween candy was Skittles. 
that just doesn't compute to me either. Now, maybe there's a generational thing because to to me, uh, I I still think of Halloween candy like like if I'm seven years old in 1977, I would be upset to get a Skittles. I don't want some chewy fruity thing. I want caramel chocolate, chocolate and caramel, chocolate right. and peanut butter, peanut butter and caramel and chocolate. I the more chocolate, the better. I want it to stain my costume. I want it to get all over the carpet. Um, and I, I just, I am aggressively against the notion. And no, no offense to the great brand that is Skittles, but I'm, uh, I don't, I don't believe that study. I, I can only think that maybe, you know, CandyStore.com is a is a subset of Skittles.com, <laughs> and that was their list. Oh, my God. Somebody yeah. snuck in and uh, stuffed the ballot box, perhaps. Yeah. Is that what you're suggesting? Well, and then the other big head-scratcher for me was I would have Twix and Kit Kat in my top five. Sure. And, Once and, again, chocolatey and, and delicious. Twix and Kit Kat were both number 17 and 18 on the list. Don't, well, I don't and, agree with it. I don't agree with and, that. And I openly love Twix and Kit Kat because it embodies two great snacks, cookies and chocolate, and combines them, I think, in a very skillful manner. Uh, supposedly, one of the fun facts that we encountered not too long ago, uh, you know, what's inside Twix is that kind of, uh, you know, the, uh, I guess you'd call it kind of a cookie, wouldn't yeah, you? that's a cookie for sure. Yeah, supposedly in the Twix factory, a certain number of those cookies get broken up, but they use those broken up cookies to make more Twix cookies. So it's apparently a never-ending process, and wouldn't you love to be part of that? Now, do they <laughs> what? Do they just sweep up the broken pieces off the factory well, floor sure, and just put them right sure. back in the top of the machine? <laughs> I'm sure they use the most hygienic processes possible. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Wouldn't that be horrible? That you know the cookies are that good. I I'll eat one right off the floor. I don't care. <laughs> Apparently, when they're broken up on the conveyor belt or whatever, they fall into this very clean container, Adam. But I laughed when I read that yes, Twix cookies are apparently made from broke. One of the ingredients is broken up old Twix cookies. (laughs) So it's like apparently a perpetual motion Twix cookie machine. It's actually written on the, on the package on the, on the candy wrapper. (laughs) The first ingredient is broken up Twix candies, broken up Twix candies. Now, has anybody ever been able to completely uh, take all the chocolate off skillfully uh, enough to get down to the cookie inside Twix. Yeah, you know, I've because, given it my best shot for sure. Have you? Uh, that's how and I you, eat them. I'll eat all the all the caramel off the top, and then I try to use my teeth and scrape the chocolate off, and then I'm just left with a cookie for sure. I wondered because I know you have some very interesting ways of uh, tackling traditional uh, treats, and I wondered if you had personally tried that. I have tried that, and and I have succeeded at that. How <laughs> dare you even suggest that I could not do that? Do you give it the thumbs up? Now, on a milk dud, are you able to remove all the chocolate and just get to the caramel part? Oh, that's uh, po- that's impossible. I don't know if anybody uh, could do that. Can you do I that? I see. Cause, well, I don't know. I mean, I, that's one of my favorites, but it's so tasty. How can you avoid not biting into it? But then it does cause you to have to chew forever. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, milk dud's one of those candies. I loved it when I was a kid, but the, as, older, as I get older, I just... 
I don't know. It's just not worth the the commitment. I mean, you got to chew and chew, and then it's just stuck in your teeth. <laughs> there's a lot of chewing, and then there's a the teeth cleaning afterwards. Uh, when you do take the little ones out, obviously you want to be very careful. This is a holiday where we urge amazing safety. Um, all the costuming that you use should be fire retardant. And yes, that is a thing. And part of the reason that they urge fire retardancy is because that means that the manufacturer is more inclined to be uh, safer and higher quality uh, for costumes. And as you know, you don't want to stick your kid in some kind of shoddy costume. So when you take them out and it's after dark, and as you know, this is the time of year where the sun sets early, make sure you get some reflective tape on the kids' bags or send them out with a bunch of glow sticks, which are very cool. Uh, glow sticks are, are kind of a cool thing. Yeah, and they're they're cheap. Uh, you can find them at... Um... You know, dollar stores uh, or one of those five-spot stores, they're, they're usually, you know, in a big package and they're cheap enough yeah. and, and kids love them. I love them. I love to put a, um, a glow stick around, you know, those, the necklace ones that connect. I, sure. I like to make a necklace. Uh, I'll wear them on a those cruise Those are ship. fun. <laughs> you, you're, you're not opposed. No. You're, you're, uh, you know, ordinarily you don't wear a necklace, but you will wear a glow stick necklace. Yeah. I mean, I won't. Do hallucinogenic drugs and dance till four in the morning, but I'll wear a glow stick. Heck yeah, man. You kidding me? Yeah. I'll wear one to a midnight buffet. Look out. That just, <laughs> that just lets the, that just lets some of the senior citizens know you're coming to the table. This guy is serious. <laughs> Stand back. Get out of his way. <laughs> also, if you do uh, use some form of makeup, I remember this was super big when we were kids Halloweening. You know, uh, there were uh, several guys in our neighborhood that thought we should look like the members of Kiss. Oh, so, yeah. of course, you get black and white face paint, but make sure, mom and dad, that face paint is clearly marked non toxic. <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh, but you don't want to apply something to your face which could cause some bodily harm or uh, damage around the house when it can't come <laughs> off easily. And then all of a sudden your brand new uh, beige grayish carpet <laughs> is stained with the reverse image of, of Paul Stanley's face. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's beige couch just got a workout from Paul Stanley's face. <laughs> Not a good look. No. Yeah. <laughs> and also, please remove said makeup before you put the youngins to bed because, once again, you don't want Paul Stanley's face on your kid's pillow. And how, how uh, pathetic for uh, a seven-year-old <laughs> to wake up with Paul Stanley uh, overnight makeup. That is just a, that is not a good look. Without the wig on either. Oh, with a candy hangover, yeah. you know, you're just feeling a little too sugary. Although I bet, look like Paul Stanley. I bet, I bet you'd look more like Paul Stanley at that point <laughs> than the night before when you had it the makeup on circle. new. All of a sudden, the kid is like, literally, it's frightening how much he looks like Paul Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. When you do go out, please make sure there is a responsible adult present. And this has been something that I've seen in my neighborhood. Concerns me just a little bit. Sometimes you'll see some relatively young ones 
out and about and there isn't a responsible adult present. I think that that's actually a pretty good rule. Oh, I agree with that for sure. Uh, I don't think uh, my kids, I always went trick-or-treating with my kids, even when they were like the last year when they were 12 or 13. Uh, probably 12 was the last year. Yeah. And I, I went more for just... I wanted to take pictures. I didn't want to miss the moment, uh, more more so than than safety. But it was just a bonus. Um, there, there's an array of reasons to go. One of which is to shoot video and take pictures, and the other is for safety. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good idea. And then uh, you raised a great point. As kids get a little older, there always will be that running debate: how old is too old? Sometimes you know, uh, if you're like me. You have some pretty wiseacre high school kids with no costume whatsoever. Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) You're like, sure, go ahead and take the Snickers fun size. That's a lot of work for candy, but here, please please leave. My mother is famous for having full-size candy bars for trick-or-treaters, and she has uh, a separate bowl of terrible fun-size candy that she gives to older kids that don't have a costume on. Oh, see, I love that because to me, when you don't extend any effort at all, that is really taking advantage of an amazing tradition yeah. that is trick-or-treating. This is this is serious business, trick-or-treating and Halloween, and you can't just, you know, take a pillowcase and go walk around the neighborhood and expect to get a full-size snicker from my mom. It's not going to no. happen. Your mom is wise to their their sarcastic trickery yeah you get you know what you get you get a a one little tiny roll of smarties is what you (laughs) would it be great if your mom just had that in her cupboard and that maybe some of the fun size bars are two or three years old that you know there there's nothing wrong with them they're still wrapped up but they are of dubious quality yes that would be funny (laughs) good for her so yes (laughs) And as kids do get older, obviously older kids may not need that responsible adult, but you should do a game plan with them and be very specific about a return time. Because once again, we're talking about safety and you want your kids to, to trick or treat in some known neighborhoods. I know that uh, part of the thing that we laugh about uh, sort of where our office is located, there's some really nice neighborhoods, so there's no... There's no doubt in our minds that kids do want to trick-or-treat in those neighborhoods because they might get better candy, but you also want to just make sure that your kids are trick-or-treating in, uh, you know, well-lit and uh, well-patrolled neighborhoods. Now, these are great uh, tips for trick-or-treating as we're about two weeks away from trick-or-treating. We'll talk about this again uh, on the next episode of the show um, concerning the uh, COVID restrictions in your neighborhood. Uh, If you do have a homeowners association, maybe they've sent out an email by now talking about some new uh, restrictions or guidelines for this year. Um, We probably should mention that on some level as we go through these general uh, Halloween trick-or-treat safety tips. We'll get into more of the details and weeds on on what the general guidelines are going to be for the country and maybe even uh, some regional uh, guidelines, whether you're in the north or the south or wherever you are. Uh, we certainly want everybody to be safe uh, for yes. the trick-or-treating season coming up in about two weeks. 
Yeah, the most important thing is to stay safe, and uh, we will go through those. In fact, I think the CDC is actually submitting some new guidelines as we speak. Oh, great. That's perfect timing then. We'll uh, hit on those uh, in the next show. We've got about two minutes left here to go over uh, trick-or-treat safety. I will tell you, you can incorporate uh, safety into your costume. Uh, one year, I'll never forget this. I, I think I was going to be an alien, and mm-hmm. um, and it was pouring rain. I mean, pouring rain. And in the at the last minute, uh, I put on. We had a, a a yellow rain jacket, like a raincoat, and I had from a totally different uh, in my you know toy chest. I had a fireman hat, so I got all bundled up. And put on the the yellow raincoat and the fireman hat, and I was a fireman for for Halloween. And perfect. And it was uh, it it was it was safer uh, because it kept me dry and warm. It was also the yellow uh, jacket was visible for t- twenty five miles <laughs> in the dark with that bright yellow color. So maybe uh, you know, like mindedly, you you look at a like a construction worker with um, one of those vet or a traffic cop with one of those vests on that glows in the dark you know those glowing vests uh whatever you can do to incorporate safety into your costume uh, it's probably a good idea for the uh the youngster um yeah i think it's a great idea and if we could get everybody in our office to depict one of the members of uh oh i forgot how could i have forgotten it uh, the band that did YMCA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Village Village people, people. For sure. Yeah, because one of the guys is a construction you worker. Got, Obviously, you could wear the vest and look very reflective could, and very you festive. You could nearly be the time. entire band and still be safe well, with reflecting gear. <laughs> All right, Jay, thank you so much. This has been The Adam Ritz Show. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.